Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, January 17th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist that there is. He's been my dentist exclusively for the last 26 years. You can call him and make him your dentist. 317-849-2933 is the best at what he does. It's that simple. Another guy who's the best at what he does is Harry. He asks the questions most Fridays. Up at Will's Northwoods Inn on North Racine in Chicago, just north of Nelson Street, about five blocks south of Wrigley Field. How you doing, Harry? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's one of those days. It's Christmassy up here. Getting a little bit of snow. It has started to snow. Winter storm calamity in the city of Chicago. But it's always warm as hell right here in my cockles. <laughs> I'm always, I've got warm cockles, isn't that right, Dutchie? You bet your sweet ass I do. At any rate, and what I meant to say is it's always warm here at Will's, drinking gin. And uh, what is that? Gin and White Claw up here. Tastes like Christmas at Will's Northwoods Inn. At any rate, let's start the extravaganza of questions. Here's number one, Gnorrett. Does Indiana face a must-win game tomorrow at Nebraska? You know, if Indiana loses this one, here's the deal with Indiana playing Nebraska. Normally, this early in the year, it's going to be January 18th. You're not going to say that anything is a must-win, right? You're on the road. It's hard to win on the road. Even at Nebraska, it's hard to win on the road. But the next eight games, here they are. Indiana will play Michigan State, Maryland, both those games at home. Then they are at Penn State and at Ohio State. Then they come back home for two against Purdue and Iowa. Then they're on the road again at Michigan and at the barn in Minnesota. Those are the eight games. They will be favored, according to Ken Palm, in two of those games by a total of 3%, okay? And those games are at home against Purdue and at home against Iowa. 
The total they're being favored in those two games right now as it stands, like I said, 3%. So if you lose to Nebraska, you've got a real uphill climb. You've got to win. If you lose to Nebraska and you fall to 3-4 and four in the Big Ten, number one, it's a bad loss because Nebraska right now in the Ken Palm, Palm rankings, 133rd in the country. Number two, you're looking at eight games coming up that could all be losses. If you win two of those games, if you win three, that's kind of a victory. So if you can get to three and four, and then over the next eight, you go, let's say three and five, you're still in the game to get to 10 and 10 and get to the NCAA tournament. Not that 10 wins is an automatic magical elixir to get to you to the NCAA tournament. So if you lose this game, you really put yourself behind the eight ball for the next eight. And if you can't beat Nebraska, at, even at Nebraska, what the hell are you doing with all these games coming up, right? Indiana's got problems. Indiana's loss at Rutgers, you know what? It was foreseeable. Everybody has lost this year at Rutgers so far. Rutgers is 11-0 at home. It's hard to beat Rutgers at home. But it was, the, the, it was how Indiana looked in losing. And that's the problem with Indiana, because the way they look when they lose, hell, the way they look when they win, it's not altogether good. The ball movement gets stagnant. The defense is rarely connected. They don't shoot the ball very well. They're hitting under 30% from beyond the arc. There are a lot of problems with Indiana basketball, but a win tomorrow, and then you win three of the next five somehow, some way, that gives you seven wins total in the Big Ten as you look ahead to a period of the schedule where things don't get easy, but the last two games are at Assembly Hall this regular season against Wisconsin and Minnesota, and you could win both those games. So it's like, okay, before you get to the last two, if you can get to eight, you got a chance. It sounds like you're trying to talk yourself into feeling good about these Hoosiers. Archie Miller's third team for the Hoosiers. Let me skip ahead to number, this was going to be another question. We'll call it number two for the sake of continuity. What's the problem with IU? I think the root problem for Indiana is lack of experience. According to Ken Palm again, Indiana has 1.38 average years of experience on the floor at any given time. That ranks 279th in Division I basketball, 353 Division I basketball teams. Only Maryland and Northwestern have less experience on the floor at any given time than Indiana. you got to get old and stay old. Coaches say it year after year after year. If you got seniors, baby, you got a chance. Butler, senior laden. They got seniors, they got juniors. Indiana, right now, what do they got? They got some juniors, they got some sophomores, they got a couple of good freshmen. They're just not old enough to win critically important games. As you get older, you get more travel tested, you get tougher. You you realize that the clock is ticking. That playing college basketball and going to college, as a matter of fact, is a little bit like a microcosm for life. As you get to year three and then into year four, you hear kind of the clock ticking loudly in your head, and you realize that you only have so many games left, so many opportunities to play that great game for your university. Indiana doesn't have a lot of guys at this point who are hearing that clock tick. And that's a problem for Indiana. And the two guys who do hear the clock ticking, those are Deron Davis and Devontae Green. And those guys don't show up every day. That's a problem. you got bad senior leadership, and you've got bad senior play. 
to this point. It is really hard to win with those two things. Number three, does it bother you that no one nationally is talking about the Indiana Pacers? You know, the Pacers, they're in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. They've won 26 games. They're 26 and 15. They're going to play Minnesota tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They're going to win that game. So they're going to go to 27 and 15, 42 games in. And then they got a five-game road trip. Two of the games, really, really tough right out of the gate. They got Denver and then they got Utah. Then they traveled to some, some places where they ought to be able to win. Phoenix, Golden State, and Portland all with losing records. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, it doesn't bother me at all. I hope nobody nationally talks about the Indiana Pacers because here's what drives conversation nationally. Controversy. Bad behavior. That's what people want to talk about. You watch Get Up every morning on ESPN, and what do you hear? Odell Beckham Jr. this, Antonio Brown that. All right, that's what you hear. When guys step out of line, these guys talk about it, the national heads. They talk about you then. The Pacers, look at, at what's going on in Indianapolis, all right? I, I was listening to the Dan Dockett show a little bit earlier today, and Dan and Kevin Bowen were talking about how these franchises locally, when was the last time you read about the Colts or the Pacers getting into a dust-up in a bar or, you know, getting arrested by police or being kicked off the team for something nefarious? It almost never happens. I remember the running back, the backup running back at Anderson University during training camp where he got run out because of some ridiculousness other guys didn't they engaged in the same stuff but this guy was toward the end of the roster right so yeah they told him to pack his bags he didn't tell everybody who was involved to pack their bags but let that be a lesson to you kids if you're really really talented you get a longer leash if you are not that important to the organization kapow you're gone all right so that's how life works and sports like i said a microcosm of life the pacers and the colts We don't hear a lot of of bad behavior or any from those two teams. And because of that, you don't see him a lot on the national outlets. And I think that that's a cool deal. Good for Kevin Pritchard and good for uh, Chris Ballard for building a team that and building two teams. Both built their own teams kind of in their own image. They aren't going to have problems. These are guys who do not like drama. And so there's no drama with these teams. And as a result, they're just left to focus on the task at hand. And the Pacers, you know what? Their task has been winning games. They've won 26 through 41. They're going to win a 27th tonight. They're going to, at some point, move into fourth place in the Eastern Conference at the end of the Western Conference swing that they're going to go on uh, beginning this weekend. Victor Oladipo coming back on January 29th. And when Oladipo comes back, this team suddenly is going to become whole. And once they learn how to play together, Oladipo with the guys and the guys with Oladipo, all of a sudden the Pacers are going to be plus an all-star where other teams, they are going to be stagnant in their roster. Now, nobody's catching the Bucs in the regular season, but there's no reason That with Victor Oladipo, a part of this team on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively, remember, Victor Oladipo, a really good defensive basketball player, 
better defensive basketball player, maybe than an offensive basketball player, certainly better than Jeremy Lamb, who's going to move to the second unit and be a, a very a sweet component for that second unit. But with Oladipo as part of the first, the Pacers going to get better and they're going to get better quick. And it would not surprise me to see them finish in fourth, third, or even second in the Eastern Conference at the end of the regular season. All right, number four. What is Bobby Cox's legacy? Why the hell are we talking about the old Atlanta Braves coach on this Friday afternoon? What Did he die? How's he in the news? No, no, no. <laughs> Harry, Harry, that's uh, Bobby Cox, the commissioner of the IHSAA. It's not the, not the Hall of Fame baseball coach, Bobby Cox. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Cox's legacy of high school athletics, it's not about not allowing kids to transfer, and it's not about what happened in Griffith with the brawl and all of that stuff. All of that stuff is collateral. All of that stuff made headlines, but that's not the legacy of Bobby Cox as the commissioner of the IHSAA. It's just like Fred Glass's legacy at Indiana as the outgoing athletic director. It's not about the wins and losses and going to bowls or going to the NCAA tournament or Big Ten championships or, you know, 24 sports, one team, all of that stuff. It's about the student athletes. All right. Bobby Cox's legacy lies in every single kid who played uh, varsity sports at all the high schools throughout the state of Indiana who are IHSAA members. That's it. That's what you do. That's why you have that job. That's why you go to work. Because you want to make things better for a whole bunch of kids who work really, really hard to play sports, and you want to put them in a position where they can extract the life lessons that are available to them through playing sports. And that's what Bobby Cox has done. That's the legacy. All those kids for the last decade or so that Bobby Cox has been the commissioner of the IHSAA, that legacy is in those kids. All of his work into those kids. Those kids might not realize it. They might not even know who Bobby Cox is. They probably have never met him. But his imprint is on all of them, and that is the legacy of a commissioner of an organization like the IHSAA. I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> I almost dropped to my knees and said a Hail Mary in memory of the, the great Bobby Cox. What a name. Hey, Bob Cox. <laughs> it's fun to say, isn't it, Dutchie? Yeah, nod your head, yes. And another hawker short glass of gin and white cough for Dutchie, if you please. All right, number five. Should shoeless Joe Jackson be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? What the hell are we doing talking about shoeless Joe? He hadn't played for 100 years, and hell, he's been dead for 70. Harry, here's the deal. Shoeless Joe Jackson is not on the ineligible list any longer. That's the thing. And, and so let me tell you why that's important, because being placed on the ineligible list made you ineligible to be inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame. But now baseball has said that once a player dies, he's no longer on the ineligible list because he is ineligible by default through his death. So he doesn't need to be on the ineligible list anymore. That removes Shoeless Joe Jackson from the ineligible list and puts him back on the list of players conditionally, I guess, or potentially uh, for membership in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Shoeless Joe Jackson is a baseball player in 13 seasons playing 
for the Cleveland Indians and Chicago White Sox, was a superior player and one of the best hitters of all time, a career average of 356, third all-time in baseball history. Listen to this. He struck out 24 times in his final 1,248 plate appearances. He was banned from baseball at age 33 after one of his best seasons. So his quantitative statistics, you, you can't even really, you can't extrapolate what those are or evaluate what those are because we don't know what he would have done years 33 through 38 or 39. And that was generally the age at which a baseball player retired during that era if they were as good as Joe Jackson was. Joe Jackson the quality of his play should land him in the Hall of Fame. Membership as one of the one of the members of the Black Sox, the eight guys who allegedly threw the 1919 World Series to the Cincinnati Reds while members of the Chicago White Sox, you know what, that might disqualify him in the minds of many. But he hit 375 in that World Series. He did nothing on the field that would overtly show that he was any party to that throwing of the series. All right, Charlie Comiskey, I'm not going to get into all of it, but Charlie Comiskey, the owner of the White Sox, very, very stingy, and the players were tired of it. They were the best team in baseball, and they thought, we got to get paid somehow, some way. So some of these guys, uh, Happy Felsch and Eddie Seacott and uh, Lefty Walker or Lefty Williams and Buck Weaver are, are alleged, along with Shoeless Joe Jackson, to have thrown the World Series. Uh, Chick Andel, another one of those guys. And, you know, what? I think at some point you say, let bygones be bygones. There's no real evidence that shows that Jackson was a party to the nefariousness of that team. I say, yes, he should be in the World Series. Harry, thank you for asking so many good questions. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy Friday up there at Wills Northwoods Inn on the north side of Chicago. Hey, I want to ask you one more, maybe a bonus question, huh? Radio in Indianapolis this week dealt a blow with the, uh, the termination, the downsizing the, of iHeart that led to the Query and Schultz show no longer being on WNDE. There's a petition and there are rumors that those guys might be coming back. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are this. You know what? In Des Moines, they brought a show back. iHeart did. After they fired the guys who host the show, they brought that show back. So obviously, they're kind of reorganizing their thoughts and trying to figure out what the hell they should do with some of these people that maybe were prematurely fired. The petition isn't going to have any kind of sway whatsoever on what iHeart does. But maybe iHeart's going to look at the expense and the revenue and decide the Quarian Schultz should come back because really from a financial standpoint, they aren't just an expense. They also are responsible for revenue that came to iHeart through Indianapolis. And so there might be kind of a, a rethinking of what happened with Quarian Schultz, and that could actually happen. We've seen it happen, like I said, in Des Moines. It may happen in Indianapolis. It may happen in other markets. This may have been premature, and you know what? Clear Channel and iHeart, I mean, they're the same. Clear Channel became iHeart as they kind of redefined themselves as a digital marketplace rather than just radio. Anyway, they are leaving themselves a little bit of wiggle room to remake decisions, and maybe Quarry and Schultz are going to be among them. I hope that they are.
because those are two guys who work hard at doing what they do. Jake and Derek are good people. They're smart people. And the more local radio in Indianapolis, the better for Indianapolis radio. And so I really hope that those guys do come back. We'll see what iHeart does. Thank you again, Harry. Please enjoy the rest of your Friday. To you listening, have a great weekend. My God, the Marion County Basketball Tournament, the semifinals tonight being held at Southport, four great teams. You've got Lawrence North and Ben Davis. You've got Pike and Lawrence Central. The finals tomorrow night, going to be spectacular. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, Butler is where Harry's at uh, in Chicago to play against the DePaul Blue Demons. You have Purdue playing at 2 o'clock. They are going to uh, play at Maryland. Maryland, one of the younger teams in the Big Ten, like we said. Maybe Purdue can pull the road upset. Then at 7 o'clock, Indiana is at Nebraska. We'll see what happens with the Hoosiers. I think they absolutely need a win tonight. Pacers, Timberwolves at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And then the AFC and NFC Championship games on Sunday. Those are going to be two high-quality games. Tennessee at Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins that thing in a walk. I think it's going to be a blowout, to tell you the truth. I know a lot of people are picking Tennessee as an upset special. I do not believe that that's going to come to pass. I think Kansas City wins and they cover. Then you've got the Packers at San Francisco. I think the 49ers win that game. I'm not convinced they're going to cover the 7.5. Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball. You've got to take him into account. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Monday morning, breakfast with Ken at 8 o'clock sharp on Facebook Live and then right after that on Periscope Live, which is also available, of course, on Twitter. Cannot wait to talk to you on Monday. Brought to you by the great people, as always, from today's dentistry. Call them, 317-849-2933. Join me Monday morning. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.